All right. And with that, we know Pastor Dan and Kayla are off on their honeymoon, so we have a guest pastor tonight. Um, if you would help me welcome Pastor Jess Dom forward, and she'll be giving us our message tonight. Thank you. There we are. Good evening. I'm so glad that you um, are here this evening, and I hope that as you gather here um, at God's table that you are fed in a way you didn't expect, or at least in the way that you most expected. So tonight we go um, in, in your sermon series um, into the, further into the book of James, and so here for us tonight, God's word, James chapter 4. Those conflicts and disputes among you, where do they come from? Do they not come from your cravings that are at war within you? You want something and do not have it, so you commit murder, and you covet something and cannot obtain it, so you engage in disputes and conflicts. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly, in order to spend what you get on your pleasures. Adulterers. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you suppose that it is for nothing that the scripture says, God yearns jealously for the spirit that he has made to dwell in us, but God gives all the more grace? Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and God will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy into de dejection. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Where else can you show up to speak to people for the first time and call them adulterers, right? Like, you. <laughs> Just kidding. So you might be wondering who in the world I am. Uh, my name is Pastor Jess Dom, and I serve actually all of you, and you didn't even know it. On your behalf, I work with uh, Bishop Terry Brandt in our synod office, and I serve with a fancy title. I'm the Director for Evangelical Mission. And what this means in my everyday, day-to-day -day life is I show up and walk alongside congregations that are trying to figure out how is it that we pass on faith to the, our neighbor who is yet to, to meet Jesus in the grace-filled um, outpouring of love that we know him, and how do we pass on faith to the next generation in a way that will be meaningful and lasting and in the way we trust that God is already three, four, a hundred steps ahead of us. So every day I get to work creatively um, to help people figure out a dream and a plan for moving their congregation forward, for moving their own faith lives forward, for drawing others um, into God's welcoming um, embrace. So that's like the best job in the whole world, so just a special secret. But it's my joy and my duty to work on all of your behalf and to do this work. It's tough. And a lot of conversations I walk into are starting in a low place, thinking the church is in decline, we're in trouble here, we need more money, and we can't see how our church is going to last a 
a decade or further into the future. But pretty quickly, um, it doesn't take much leaning into God's hope to see the abundance that's available to us and the opportunity that's in front of us. So I'm here by myself tonight and not pictured in this scene next to me to all of our benefit is my daughter, Ruby, who's four, and my twin two-year-old boys, Calvin and August, whose dad, my husband Trey, is taking care of at home tonight. Um, It would have been fun to have them here, but it's really hard to work taking care of your toddlers. So tonight, here we are, leaning into this theme, when God feels far away. Meanwhile, your pastor is far away, right? Leaving me with this text like... All, your, all the things that are wrong are wrong inside of you. And these are tough words calling people of faith to accountability and how they live their daily lives. Even still, I'm happy for this invitation to be near with you so that Pastor Dan and his new spouse can be celebrating and we know that God is close to them as they travel. So tonight, we continue this focus on how faith works especially when God feels far away. And as I prepared for tonight, I was reminded of one of the most famous modern-day, famous illustrations of faith. So travel with me to your local, kind of hokey, Christian bookstore and look with your eye for the poster that is set on a beach and who already knows where I'm headed when God feels far away. Anybody know what I'm thinking of? It's a poem So set aside all of your, like, snarky criticism and journey with me into this sort of a little bit hokey poem. This poem is famous, and it goes like this. One night I dreamed a dream. As I was walking along the beach with my Lord, across the dark sky flashed scenes from my life. And in each scene, I noticed two sets of footprints in the sand, one belonging to me and one belonging to my Lord. After the last scene of my life flashed before me, I looked back on those footprints in the sand, and I noticed that at many times along the path of my life, especially at the very lowest and saddest times, there was only one set of footprints. This really troubled me, so I asked the Lord about it. Lord, you said once I started to follow you, you'd walk with me all the way. But I noticed that during the saddest and most troublesome times of my life, there was only one set of footprints. I don't understand. Why, when I needed you the most, would you leave me? And Jesus whispered, My precious child, I love you and I will never leave you. Never, ever during your trials and testings. When you saw only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. Now, we know that this is sort of a cheesy faith artifact at this point in time. There's posters galore, and it's on lots of graduation postcards and all of these sorts of things. Who's heard this before? Who knew footprints in the sand? But no matter how cheesy it is, it still gets me a little bit like, I can't read it without getting a little choked up. And even though I'm a snarky millennial, this is like, it's a little bit, you know, lump in the back of your throat sort of stuff. And what's with that? Why does it hit us like that? It rings true that this is something that's at the heart of the matter, at the heart of our faith. It gets us feeling goosebumpy because this is the greatest 
promise God gives us, isn't it, in the midst of our life? I will never leave you or forsake you. This past week, I was in a meeting. That's kind of my job. You know, you you have your kids fill out these nice, like, Mother's Day when you were really little. You probably filled out this Mother's Day poem. Like, my mom's age is six, and my mom really likes spaghetti. My daughter, who's a four-year-old, my mom's job is to go to Lutheran church and sit. It's kind of my job. So I was sitting in a Lutheran church in a meeting with other people who are really drawn into this puzzle of how can we work Um, to cross cultural barriers that keep us divided as human beings, even in Fargo-Moorhead and in eastern North Dakota? How can we work on this um, thing called racism that infects and affects everybody, no matter how much we think about it or see it? It was in this group of people, and one of the women was new to the room, and she is a Native American woman who um, had recently, as she described it, been converted and begun to follow Jesus. And her testimony out, just poured out from her in her introduction around the table at a committee meeting. You know, this was like, I'm in the right place. This is more than just what's my job and how long have I been on this committee. But this woman began to say, I've just begun following Jesus and I feel like I'm in the place I've meant to be. I, for the first time in my life, I'm right where I need to be. Um, And a little while later in the meeting, she was sharing about how recently she prayed for God to bring to light everything that seemed like it was in the darkness in her life. And she said, and suddenly there's more than I can bear. Everything is clear to me of what in my family's lives needs all this attention and help. And she said, I'm just, I'm overwhelmed. Um, And she breathed deeply and, and fought back tears. And she said, I mean, I know I've heard friends who are Christians say, God will never give you more than you can handle. But I feel right now like I've been given more than I can handle. And then around the table we went, and someone circled back and said, you know, recently I saw on social media where good things can be shared from time to time. This correction to that phrase, God will never give you more than you can handle, is more appropriately said, God will never give us more than we can handle. And that's what that Footprints poem is about, we, right? We never walk down this beach of life by ourselves. We don't face our trials on our own, mustering up our strength and heading forward. We're built into this community of faith, the body of Christ that we say we believe in, and we've got each other's backs, or we should, showing up with food when someone's overwhelmed by illness, taking care of kids when somebody has to go be in an important place for work. We show up. We're in it together. And most importantly in that us is the one we believe in, Jesus, whose body we represent, walking beside us and carrying us. And sometimes that's exactly how faith works. God feels far away, and we realize then or much later that we were being carried by Jesus, tangibly by the people of the body of Christ, and mysteriously by the invisible God incarnate with us. Faith works like that, even when it seems like God is far away. Now, if anybody's on, like, Facebook or Instagram, maybe you've seen this little cartoon. I wish I'd had my act together to send it so you could see it up here. I'll describe it. This cartoon addition to the footprints, it's a a little stick guy and Jesus with a beard walking next to each other, and Jesus says at the end, my child, I never left you. Those places with one set of footprints, 
It was then that I carried you. And that long groove over there is where I dragged you for a while. And sometimes that's how faith works. We are in the midst of the trenches and something is dragging us along to keep on believing even though we don't have time for it, we're not sure about it, we are doubting it, we're lost. God is dragging us along. One of the most beautiful stories of my faith is about my mom. Uh, My mom was a lifelong Lutheran, grew up in the Missouri Synod, and her mom, my grandma, died by suicide really unexpectedly when she was grieving the death of my grandfather. And for about three years after that, whenever I would go to church with my mom, she wouldn't sing. She would come, and she would sit, and she would stand, and she would go up for communion, but she wouldn't sing. And she loved to sing. In fact, she's the one who's ever taught me to sing. And one day I asked her, like, Mom, what? What is this? And she said, I can't. I don't, I don't believe it right now, and I cannot sing it right now. But she kept coming, and I didn't get that either. Why do you keep coming? And she said, when I stand there, and the people around me sing, they're singing it for me, and I'm carried with on their song. Dragged along in the faith, lifted up, and carried on. In a less beautiful way, I feel kind of drug along by my children's faith, because it's my responsibility to teach them this and help them develop what they believe, and golly, they believe it. They believe it with all that they are, and it makes me put my money where my mouth is and believe it alongside my four-year-old daughter who knows our friends who have died are with Jesus. That's how faith works, too. And then there's one more that I saw recently addition to this cart to this footprints. So picture this cartoon, stick figure person, stick figure Jesus with a beard. Jesus says, my child, I never left you. Those places with one set of footprints, it's then when I carried you. But there's always two sets of footprints here in the past. That's right, Jesus says, you're a big boy. And sometimes that's how faith works. That Jesus walks alongside us, never leaving us alone, but pushing us to do for ourselves the work of faith. Being the ones God puts to work. Because in that darkness, being called to be the light gives you something to do that helps you hold on to the hope that gets you through. And in the storm, our job is at the helm alongside Jesus, the most dangerous, risky place to be when the winds are whipping, but it will be the place to get the best view as the clouds clear and the rainbows rise. Jesus' love transforms the world, and God is never far away. In Peter, he talks about things being at war within us. What's at war within you? Who do you feel in conflict with? How is sin drawing you out of the community of believers? And what captures you, your time and your money, and has you living off kilter from who you are at your core? Whatever it is that gives you the sense that there's any separation between you and God, that God might be far off and not nearby, Jesus carries you. Jesus drags you, if necessary, and Jesus walks beside you 
every single day. Draw near to God, as the scripture says, but as soon as you do, and even if you can't, you'll realize and know that God surrounds you. Grace enfolds you in the palm of God's hand where you can't be pried out. You belong to Christ, who will never let you go. Alleluia and amen for that.